Hey everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast. This is episode 134. This is Irvin. Hola, Maribel. We recorded two episodes in a day, Maribel. We're rock stars. I mean, what can I don't say? know how we do it. It's hot. Tenemos mucho que de que hablar. Tenemos mucho que decir. Hace mucho calor afuera, pero aquí it estamos. It is so disrespectfully hot outside. I can't hot in here even. right now, too. It is. It is. And then tomorrow and, and Saturday are supposed to be the hottest days of the year. Yeah. How do you feel about inside. that? Catch me inside my house with the AC. <laughs> I am not about that. So light. instead of catch me outside, they catch you inside. <laughs> catch me inside with so, the AC. What do you, what do you, um, what's your opinion on the heat? Because I know some people like it. Others I, don't. don't get me wrong. I do like the heat i i like summer but i don't like this like humidity like it's disgusting like i mean the minute that you open the door is you just feel suffocated mm. so i'm not about that life today was extra hot wasn't it or is it just me it was just gross in the morning like right now here has cooled down but like in rogers like it was it was gross and today we actually have two guests <gasps> On the Dad. podcast, one of them has been here, so it's before, so it's second time guest. Or have you been here two times? This is my second time. Okay, uh, so it, you've been here sec two times then. Yes, this is gonna be your second time. Okay, so both of you are board members for P Flag, which is an organization that advocates for the LGBTQ community. Um, and I have with me here Mayra Carrillo and Katie Hartling. Thank you for joining us. Hola, today. hello, um, hey. So P Flag. Uh, first of all, is that an acronym? Uh, so it started as an acronym. It's no longer an acronym. It started as an acronym. It's no longer an acronym. Uh, so it, the PFLAG National was founded in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. um, and it was an organization for parents and friends of lesbian and gays, which is what PFLAG started as, right? Um, in the early 2000s, I guess, they got rid of, I think it was like 2004, they got rid of the acronym. Just made it P-Flag, so it's inclusive of the rest of the community, the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so we don't want to be exclusive of trans folks. Um, okay. And then the local chapter started in, next year is our 30th year. So this is our 29th year in Northwest Arkansas. Okay. And I think I read that there's 400 chapters of P-Flag. Well, there might be more since, like, I don't know when that website was updated the last time, right? But it said over 400 chapters around the country. Yeah, over 400 chapters around the U.S., and then there are some international chapters. Um, there's a chapter in Korea, and there's a chapter... Oh, there... Uh, and so, actually, one of the folks who started the Korea chapter, her son is studying to be a pilot in Fayetteville. Oh, that's wow. kind of cool. That's that really is cool. He reached out to us and was like, hey, my mom started P-Flag Korea. It was sweet. Oh, wow, that's nice. That's legit. So, we we know a little bit about Mayra because we've interviewed her before, but we don't know much about Just you, Katie. Uh, <laughs> I, I have all the teas. So you do? <laughs> Katie, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from Brandon, Florida. So Central Florida, the middle of the state, right between Tampa and Orlando. So um, the humidity doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. uh, but it has been like Florida hot the last few days. It's been funky. It's, it's been, been really mm -hmm. funky. funky. Yes. I mean, I even Speaking. feel bad for my dogs. I'm like, no, 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 come on, come on, come inside, come inside. It's like swampy out. It is, it is. Do you walk your dogs in this heat? At night. Well, I, in the late evening. I do, but like on grass, not on the concrete. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I know that there's been a lot of advocacy of like don't walk dogs in cement right now because yeah, of the Yeah, it's hot. It's yeah. so hot. That's why I don't take them out. It's either like early in the morning, which <laughs> doesn't happen. Uh, so it's usually <laughs> late in the evening. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't happen. And like I'm on summer break. I woke up early today for the podcast. Mm -hmm. That's about it. <laughs> so Florida, how do you end up in Arkansas, Katie? Um, so I moved up here for work. So I've okay. worked for Walmart for 19 years. Okay. Um, 
And so I traveled full-time for 10 years, mm. uh, almost 11 years, building new stores and remodeling stores in the Southeast. And I was done traveling. I was ready to not travel anymore. Yeah. Um, I was home maybe, maybe five, six days a month um, for 10 years. And so it gets, it's a lot of travel. Uh, and so we made the move up here. I went to a job in the office and yeah. How do you feel about the uh, inclusiveness of the state with the LGBTQ community? Um, I think the LGBTQ community in Arkansas is amazing. Um, there's a strong, vibrant community. Unfortunately, it's there's a lot of vocal, there's a vocal minority, I would say, of other folks. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, those folks get elected to office. Yeah. There's, there's just been, I mean, I feel like a lot of our communities have been targeted and um, sometimes it's tough, right? When I know that there's days sometimes where I hear folks that are, that, that talk about wanting to move out, out of the state because of how uh, targeted their communities are by elected officials. Um, so you, you would say that beyond, not just the LGBTQ community, but I'm talking about like just the community in general, have they been pretty receptive of, of you? Um, yeah, I, I've, we, yes and no. Mm. Um, we found a really great community mm. of, of queer folks and allies and just community members to mm. be a part of. Um, my wife had a really hard time when we first moved here. She owns a hair salon, um, so self-employed. She didn't have like a built-in work community to mm. like meet people. Um, and then she also, you know, people go get their hair done and they're like oh what does your husband do and she'd be like I'm not married to a dude mm. um and so that you know like is exhausting to come out over and over yeah. and over again mm. and then like watch people's faces when you you don't know these people yeah. mm. um so that was hard but we just I mean that's why we joined PFLAG Amanda and I um is we wanted to find the queer community and to find accepting people um and so we had lived here just under a year when we joined PFLAG um and we've just found an amazing community and uh yeah and so myra and i uh we volunteered on myra's campaign yes um out of the That's blue and she was like yeah who are these white people coming? <laughs> i white, really did say that who are these white people <laughs> come from bentonville to springdale um but we just we saw in myra um candidates as individuals that we believed in and would, would want to vote for if we were in that area and so we wanted to do what we could which was support her campaign um and we've become pretty good friends, and it's a blessing to have her in our life. Yeah. Aww. She was my first. I'm going to cry. Okay. Hi, everybody. Del pueblo y para el pueblo. That was a cute moment there. Um, Aww. Mayra, so what, what's your involvement look like with the LGBTQ community? Where, when did you start getting involved, and uh, when did you start getting involved with PFLAG? Well, PFLAG was just um, last year. Um, I, I would like to think that I have always just been involved in either in high school defending my friends who, you know, were part of the community. Um, yes. And, um, but, uh, and then you all know the story about my niece, uh, China. So it was natural for me. It never, I never questioned it. Um, and so um, Katie and Amanda asked if I would join the group and I said yes um, so it, it's been 
it's been so nice just being a part of this great group of people who want to help not only <clears throat> their children, but people in the community, strangers. Um, and I've gone to, well, I, I've gone to meetings for like parents and allies and they go and they talk and they, you know, share their feelings about their struggles. You know, children, trans kids share their um, struggles. And it's, you know, again, I've saw it with my knees, but seeing it with other kids is just, um, it, sometimes it breaks my heart and sometimes it's really hard for me personally. Um, but it's been an incredible journey just being mm -hmm. a part of this community. Also, you know, I would like to encourage um, miembros de nuestra comunidad mm -hmm. because it feels like we're not that involved in any of these uh, mm -hmm. things. Yes, we are Hispanic, you know, um, organizations that we have, but we don't have anyone specifically for the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. And it's very stigmatized, too. And it's one of those things where a lot of the uh, kids, children, teens, adults don't feel comfortable even sometimes coming out to their Hispanic parents yeah. because they're afraid of how they're going to react. Because there's like a different layer. It's like I feel um, for white folks, yes, it's, it's really tough coming mm -hmm. out, right? But, and, but for Latinos, I feel like there's like a level up of like having to deal with the Catholic yes. aspect of it. Yes. The fact that your parents don't want to get embarrassed at, around other family members or, or friends or community. Yes. So that it's another layer to it. There's just, and, it's, and it's tough. You know? so it's really I, hard. I thought it was very beautiful to see you know, in the memorial of China um, how there was, a, there was Latino people there um, yes. at the park. Mm -hmm. And the, the advocacy that Lilia brings, it's, it sucks that it was this yeah. had to happen right yeah. it's horrible um but the fact that she was able to kind of connect with other people in the latino community and and tell them like speak out like love your children if someone comes yeah. out if your kids come out love them hug them all of these things are are things i never heard in our community and, th and that was a normal again natural thing for my family i've been very blessed that it was like hey this is what China's gonna go by China now, and um, this is just that. Um, so last year, uh, besides joining PFLAG, we as a family decided to um, keep my niece's memory alive, and we did a float for the, mm -hmm. the you know Pride Parade, and it was the only float for basically that was full of brown people, mm -hmm. and it was in Spanish saying "Love your children unconditionally," which. If you saw faces of people see, reading that sign, Urban, it was like yeah. they just this year we also had another sign, mm -hmm. and there was I think it was Maribel yeah. that was like this. There was this um, couple, lesbian couple, and they read it and they felt it, yeah. and they held each other. Yeah. Why? Because we don't hear this that yeah. often and in that said, community. And they said "Viva la raza," which to me was just like, oh, because that's that's representation right there. Mm -hmm. That's being seen right there. And yeah. I think this year we were the most diverse. We float. were the most diverse float. Yes. Um, and we do that with pride, and we invited other people. We invited kids who whose family don't accept them. We're yes. like, yeah, you be part of our community. Um, it was just beautiful and we should all have that this should not be like a rare thing it shouldn't be oh look it shouldn't be out of the norm it should be normal normalize loving your kids no matter what mm -hmm. <laughs> and i but i continue to still see it specifically within the catholic 
community. Our I see that so much. Yeah. Which we can talk about that for like hours, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> I was but, raised Catholic. Invite me again. So oh, I, I still have the Catholic guilt, so. And, yeah. it's, and it's one of those things that took me away from the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. The fact that they weren't accepting of, you know, my friends that are part of the LGBTQ yeah. community. Um, I mean, I got married in the church, in the yeah. Catholic church. I did confirmation, everything. I did yeah. all my sacraments. But I don't know. It's just, it's tough for me to, to go to an institution that's still... Um, like, love thy neighbor, except, except if, if they're, gay. they're gay. Really. And, 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 and lack of, of advocacy for, like, immigrant rights, too. I think mm. that's also something. I see some other churches that are advocating, advoc- advocating more than our own churches. And I'm like, how is that possible when our churches have the most undocumented immigrants Thank going you. to those churches. Oh, they just, they just take their money. They want the money, mm. but build the big mega churches. There's nothing more Catholic than that. Than that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. So at the pride parade this year, which was last week, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it feels like longer than that for some it reason does. but at the be at the beginning of the pride parade they said that the that the parade was in honor of of china well uh, did they at the beginning i think they said that i'm not Aww, sure if you heard we didn't hear you that. might not have heard that it was at the right at the beginning they said it what yeah oh that's wow. why i texted you that that i heard them say china at the it beginning. wasn't when we were announced because i know each float gets announced no, it, was at the, it was at the beginning like before the before that the parade so began Okay, they were like, I'm they were like, cry. They were like, cry. They're honoring, there's like the parade, it's in honor of someone that in the community that passed away, and they said China Carrillo, and I, I, te- I got teary-eyed, and that's I why I texted you, I'm not sure if you misunderstood what I said. I thought it was whenever, because I know they announce each float, um, the as they're going through, like, almost Walton Art Center area, they, yeah. you know, this person, or yeah. this organization, and um, in our float, it says, in memory of mm. uh, China Carrillo. It was at the beginning, so I'm guessing oh, that okay. would have been. Because we weren't sweet. at the beginning. We were, like, towards we're, the end. No, it was we right at the beginning. Because <laughs> I remember I was walking towards the people right when it was starting, and they said that. And I was like, oh. Like, and then I was looking around. I didn't see y'all. So I, I, I thought to myself, okay, well, I guess they are honoring Okay. I, I think I know someone that I can reach out to just mm. to double check. That's very sweet of them. Yeah. yeah. It was. And I can connect you with them, Yeah. Too. So, what do you all like the celebrations? Do you all see them growing more every year? The pride celebrations? Do you see growth there? Do you see them getting better in any way? Is there more diversity now? Because um, I know a few years back <laughs> there was a lot of lack of diversity in leadership and and just in general of the parade, people were complaining about that. So I just kind of wanted to get y'all's input on that. I know there was like a a trans march too early in yes. the day, which I thought was cool for them to have their own time as well. Um, I just want your y'all's input on that. What do y'all think? Over that one, sure. Um, yeah, so so I don't know. I it was so hot. I did not go for the whole day. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, yeah. I I showed up late and did the parade and then went home. You did the drive by and took a shower because it was (laughs) gross out. Um, and we were early in the parade. We were like six and seven. So sorry, darling. Fancy, (laughs) fancy folks. We got rained on. It's all right. Yes, it was nice. Yeah. Um. I think that NWA Quality and NWA Pride, who put the parade on in Northwest Arkansas, um, have heard that and are making changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they posted some things on their Instagram today about the talent they brought in. Um, and, like, more than half were from Arkansas, mm-hmm. and, like, 90% were queer people of color. Um, for folks that they paid to be there as talent, and the bands and the performers and things, which I thought was pretty cool. 
Um, so hopefully it's being heard. I know that was... I saw diversity more than I have in years. So yeah. I started going to Pride. Um, what was the year they legalized marriage? Was that? It was like eight years ago, ten years ago. Maybe like two thousand. It's like twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Was it twenty sixteen? No. Wait, twenty sixteen wasn't so long ago. <laughs> yeah. No. I think it might have been two thousand. Okay, so that fourteen, fourteen, twenty fourteen. Yeah, so, sounds so right. that's it's the first year I went to uh, my first Pride uh, parade, um, and I remember because we were all crying, celebrating this big thing, right? Mm-hmm. That everyone can get married. Um, and I remember being there and it was not very diverse. It was smaller. Um, and just so on, on Saturday I got there at noon and I got to see the, the gay market, the big gay market. And that was even the booths were diverse. Um, the people, I saw people from, you know, a lot of brown and black folks, um, some people that uh, could have been from Hawaii or Marshall Islands, mm-hmm. and I've never seen people like you know mm-hmm. from those communities before in those events. Um, again, I got to see a few performances, and yes, so I think they're doing better. I think it's doing as a community. I feel like people of color are also feeling safer in those spaces, which yeah. is a big thing for us. So if you don't feel safe, you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. They can be feeding you carne asada. You're not going to the carne asada. <laughs> um, so I do feel like, I don't know if they're doing better or as the community, we're like, no, we're also going to be taking up space and we're going to go and we're going to show up. Um, but I do feel like it's getting better. Okay. That's good to know. Um, I was there at the beginning too. And and every time, I feel like every time we go, it rains. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You were there the first time uh, we took my niece, China. Yeah, I remember. So the, we have a picture of you in our parade pictures. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And and what's funny is, it's, well, it's not funny, it's beautiful, like the, how it rains, and then yeah. the sun comes out, and then a nice big rainbow comes out yeah. the same day. Um, I think that's beautiful. And people, like, still continue to have a positive attitude, even though it's pouring outside it was, we, it was really we needed bad that this year <laughs> <laughs> that a lot. like after it rained like at one point i was like i'm cold <laughs> i was gonna take a jacket and because you know me i always take a jacket everywhere yeah. people make fun of me because of that and uh and i didn't take when i was like it's gonna be hot as heck i get there two two minutes as i step away from the car yeah. starts pouring yeah. so i'm staying underneath a tree i was like i'm just gonna walk so i walked by the time i got to the walmart center i was like soaked yeah. <laughs> and i was just like it's whatever yeah. you know my hair was all messed up and everything oh, no, not that not it was super hair. fixed before but it was just like <laughs> watery down hair gel yeah. going in my ear oh, man. Uh, at least was, you didn't have eyeliner running that's down true. Your oh face. no i was being a part of the parade we were literally melting from the heat and then like the mm-hmm. rain and then we we're just like Okay, well, I guess we're just gonna be walking all drenched, and it's fine. Yeah, it's always it's always good vibes there. Oh, it was great. I feel I took Myra to her first Pride Parade two years ago, I believe, and uh, and she loved it, and she also felt the good vibes. Yeah, uh, she's an empath, so she feels like everybody's emotions super strong, and she, and she left happy. She was like, "Wow, all these good vibes and just yeah. people being able to be their true self." Yeah, is something that that is great to see, you know, because. You know, uh, me as, for example, as a as a straight male, like I'm able to be myself, right? Yeah. Every day, I don't have to hide. I've never yeah. had to hide, but folks having to uh, hide for years and not be able to be their true self. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but <laughs> I think it's beautiful to to see to see that. Also, the outfits are amazing. 
We went to Max Maxine's the day before the parade. Oh. And it was it was crazy. There was a uh, a dance floor of colors. It was like a. We haven't been there in a minute. No, we haven't. Yeah. It was packed, and they had. Oh, that's right. Like just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That, that was another. That bar. was another. That was another. <laughs> you have to another bar. bar. <laughs> mm, I don't think they remember. No management. They have your picture on the wall when you go. They, 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 I figured. They go at you. Yeah. But it was a it was a beautiful night before the parade too, just because like the folks of the LGBT community were out and and there was uh, trans flags, uh, LGBTQ flags as well and. Um, I, I just get happy when I see people being able to be their true self. I repeat that again. Like, it's just, it makes me happy. But there's there's a big stigma still in the Latinx community in yeah. regards to talking about this. I know that I still have to explain sometimes to my family what a trans person is and what's the correct, the correct words to use. Um, but luckily, I feel like my immediate family have always been inclusive but never really talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a little kid, like I, I used to get my hair cut from a trans person. There was a, a, a person in, I don't know what their pronouns were, so I'll, I'll call them they. Um, they would come, they would actually go around to different neighborhoods and cut people's hairs at their houses. Oh. So he would come to our house, and we lived in a poor neighborhood. We lived in like housing authority apartments in California, mm-hmm. and he would show up and cut my hair outside the house. My he was like my dad's friend, so my oh. dad was always he. Knew, my dad would never say like, "Well, I'm inclusive," but. He was being inclusive without saying it, right? Mm-hmm. And the little kids that's in the That's how it should be, sorry. That's how it should be. Like, we, that, yeah. you know, that's just be It's nice. the best way to show yeah. your family, like, yeah. how you teach your kids is just by having different people around you. Mm-hmm. And normalizing yeah. it. Yeah, like, just, like, just these like, are, like, these are our people, these are our community, person, yeah. this is who yeah. it is, and you yeah. treat them the same you treat everybody else. So I never really thought about it, um, and... When I got older, specifically when I started running, when I ran for office back in 2015, 2016, I started learning more because I was talking to folks that I've never spoken to before. Not because I didn't want to, but because I was speaking to more folks, I ended up talking to, to more people from the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. uh, folks from Intransitive uh, back then. And Love Intransitive? Yes. Yes, we do. So <laughs> whenever, whenever that was happening, there was kids in my neighborhood that didn't have those experiences so they would like make fun of me and, mm-hmm. and ask me why I would get haircuts from from this person and I didn't see a problem with it I was I was just another person cutting my hair right but I do want to I do want to talk about how when I was 18 19 I might have been using language that I did not know was hurtful um and I and I've spoken to like one of my best friends about it cuz sometimes we talk about like what we used to do back in the day mm-hmm. whatever language we used that we didn't know was was hurtful that was normalized in our communities yeah and looking back at it i tell i i am disgusted with myself but at the same time i'm just glad that i was able to grow and understand that language and and words do hurt words do hurt the same way that people you know have called me a spick or other stuff uh we have to we have to learn it hurts still right yeah it hurts (laughs) I, I forgot if I mentioned in the podcast last week or, or if I did not, but... Yeah, we talked about it with Mike. We talked Mike. about it with Mike. With Mike, yeah. How oh. I was outside of a restaurant picking up an order one day, and these guys in the truck passed by, and they just said, like, they called me a... a I forgot if it was... I think they called me a wetback, I believe. Yeah. Oh. And I was like... That's Dude. an old term. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, I mean, I heard that a lot when I was growing up, but, like, that... It has been a minute since I've heard that word, so when you said that, I was like, oh. Okay. And just And just, like, the fact that people were able to just... Feel comfortable saying it yeah. out loud in public. Loud. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But have I think one of, one of the good times where I was able to get called in uh, 
I use that instead of calling out was when I spoke at I think there was like a um, it wasn't a pride it wasn't a pride uh, parade it was like a pride march in Springdale I'm not sure if you ever, if you went to that mm. it was about six years ago with some of the folks from Intransitive and and I learned about language mm. that like for example not using gender not using a sexual preference but uh, sexual identity mm. and mm-hmm. for me I didn't even know that using the word sexual preference was seen as bad but then i understood because i was called in while i was talking the person was like hey this is not okay because of this and this is why you should use this instead and i was able to listen and change that completely and i never use sexual preference again right yeah but but unfortunately there's still folks that really don't care what hurts you or or what or what you prefer they close they're close-minded and unfortunately some people might not be changed you know on like what their what their words are that they use and 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 it's tough but what can you do you know all you can do is just move forward and try to uh continue advocating for your community and i'm i'm grateful that y'all are are doing that and i feel like both of you are very strong people that have good morals and and care about you know community members just in general might have shaken your head a little bit but i think you do i think you have really good morals Mara. and i i really want to see this community um, feel more welcome you know? yeah and if you all have any suggestions on, on what we should do on on how how a, like a straight ally or just allies in general can be better allies for the lgbtq community in general um oh, for those that are listening Google right is now great by the way yeah there's tons of organizations not just p flag around here um i we happen to be supportive of p flag because we're members of them yeah. But Google's great, and I don't know if you've noticed, but the youth right now is on it. Yeah. My daughter is teaching me things every day, like, hey, you shouldn't be using that. I'm like, well, why? Well, because you don't know, you know, or whatever. She's always on me about, you need to research, you need to do better. And we do, we need to do better. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I would like to add to that is I was talking, I think I was talking to you, or maybe it was Amanda about it. Um, so you know with this pronouns and different things and um as a person whose first language is spanish mm. when i you know i'm able to yes they them she hers um i'm great with all those but when you trans or translate they them in spanish it's like a computer glitch mm. and i was like we don't because all of our language which is a colonized language very mm-hmm. is very gender is either female or male it's like they nothing. would be ellos right well, oh, I mean, yes. if you're doing anything plural that includes men or women, it's, it's ellos. ellos. Mm-hmm. So it's everything. If it's yeah, if it's a community, it's male. Yeah, yeah yes. words. Yeah, so it's really hard. And then I wonder about this. You know, kids in the the Latino community who want to be called they them, and it's like, how do you, how do we do that? How would how do we do better? And I know we are. I know because I follow different pages, uh, for, especially from Mexico. And so, like, amigi or amigis. 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 So, yeah. things like that that are, like, kind of silly because you, you're not used yeah, to Yeah, we say them in a silly way. Like, yeah. Mayra and I say, like, Mayra, my wife and I But it say, makes sense. Amigis. And we should, like, start normalizing and start using it as a regular part of our language mm. because it is inclusive. And we need to look for those inclusive words that make the kids feel like you're, you, you see them. I'm gonna sound really old here, but I call them the youths. The youths. <laughs> the youths. I haven't youths. heard that in a while. The youths. 
Uh, we have a youth meetup with P-Flag. Yeah, um, all those and kids. And so we call it the youths. <laughs> okay. And they think it's funny. Um, those but kids yeah, are on it. <laughs> they're, they're, it's so cool to see the kids, like, connect and build their own community. And, like, giving them the tools and the space to build their community is, is really awesome. Um, I mean, the reason that we asked Myra to join P-Flag was obviously she is a great advocate and ally and a strong vocal person about the community. Um, I might ask rolling her eyes at the I moment. I know, but. it's okay. <laughs> uh, she was wearing for the applause. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Reina. I got but, you. you know, like, <laughs> historically, P-Flag of Northwest Arkansas has been majority white mm-hmm. um, Caucasian folks. And I'm a firm believer that um, in order to tr- have communities trust you, especially when you cross racial boundaries is by just like serving those communities and not showing up and being like, I have all the answers. I'm the savior to save you. Mm -hmm. Um, that doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work any for any community. Mm -hmm. Um, but like just showing up and doing the work. And so, you know, we had become friends with Naira and we were like, Hey, I would appreciate if you did this, if you have like the mental capacity and energy to do it. Cause I know it's been a tough year. Um, but yeah. And so like, you have to build trust in those communities in that way, in my opinion, in order to um, get those communities to participate in what you have, because they have value. You're not, I'm not just saving other people, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're saving me. Um, Myra's daughter is amazing. and uh, she a keeper. She's a keeper. I still um, don't know her enough. I just see her on social media. <laughs> I won't, I, won't, I won't ask the question that I normally ask her on the microphone, but I'll ask her later. I'll text it to her. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's my thing. Is like we have to build community in those ways, Urban, mm-hmm. and you're really good at that. That's um, right. And so it's, it's cool right. to, to show up to things that you put on um, and see the people who show up and support you because you do that and you yeah. build trust. Um, and so we just wanted to do the same thing, and so the most authentic way I could do that was to make personal friendships mm-hmm. with people that have that voice and you're right lily has been a great vocal advocate yeah, yeah. um in the worst way yeah but she has uh and, and so it's cool to see those communities come together and support uh yeah lilia was here i think well maybe like seven or eight months ago uh, we had a i'm not sure if you you knew she was here right lilia we had yes. a we had an interview i think we went close to an hour and it was it was a deep conversation yeah and i think it was a really important conversation because that might have been the first time that on these radio waves we have these kind of conversations about yeah. having a trans child we were recently uh and i i say we but it was she was invited i just tagged along uh uh, with the, yeah, which is, I guess, part of La Zeta. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about Pride and events like that. Mm-hmm. And it was it was great to have those conversations in Espanol mm. with people. So who listens to yeah. this, to the La Zeta? People that are working in Tyson. Mm-hmm. They're working in Georgia's. People that are, you know, on, like, just, uh, your parents, my parents. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, it needs to be part of the regular conversation, just like we talk about immigrant rights. Mm-hmm. We also need to talk about these people in the community because we have a big community mm-hmm. and we need to be more inclusive. Definitely, definitely. Um, so who can join PFLAG? Is there... Anybody. Anybody? And are y'all having meetings right now or... or? Yeah, so we have three events every month. Okay. Um, 
we have a slight twist in July because, oh, yeah, of, because of the colonizer's holiday. Or the July. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Mario likes I to yell colonizer at me. <laughs> and I say, I mean, my parent, my mom immigrated here from, from it's, uh, Scotland. True. This is true. She's an immigrant. Know. So in Florida, growing up, there's, um, you talked about some of the names people would yell at you earlier. And uh, there, I'm 37, so you know, early 90s, born in the middle of the 80s, and so growing up in the 90s and 2000s in, in Central Florida, um, obviously, there's a huge Cuban community mm-hmm. in Tampa, and then there's, there's a large, you know, Central American Islander community everywhere in Florida, but um, people would always make comments about people that came to the United States on a boat, mm-hmm. right, like, mm. talking down about Cuban people. Yeah. Um, and I used to, like, let them go on and on, and then I would say, my mom came to America on a boat. Because she did, it's true. Right. It was a different boat. Yeah. It wasn't a raft, but it was a boat. And then they would just like watch them trip over themselves. Mm. It's really fun, like to do that. Um, <laughs> it's fun. It is. Yeah, you know me. I, I encourage now. you. <laughs> um, yeah, and so so we have, we have three events a month. So on the first Monday of every month, we have um, a support group meeting. That's a general peer to peer support group meeting. Anybody's invited. Um, we do them in person. We're starting back in person. This is, I think, yeah, I think we did. A we're skipping couple July, of but we'll do August. We'll be back in person. Um, and right now, I think we're meeting for the rest of this year at the uh, Center for Nonprofits in Rogers. Okay. Oh. In the yeah. sisters' room. Walnut. Walnut. Yeah, at like yeah. Walnut and Eighth Street. Eighth. Like, yeah. in Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it Eighth Street? Yeah. It's by Cook's. It's Walnut. Oh, yeah, okay. it's Walnut. It's like right oh, before right. you get into downtown. If you're yeah. Walnut. It's by the hospital. Yeah. It's it used the to be old St. Mary's yeah, Hospital. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very Catholic in there. Because 8th Street is like <laughs> is the 71 business. Yes. Isn't it? Okay, so so it's Walnut. Walnut, it's and Walnut. I forgot the name. But it's like, a, is it a big black building? No. It's a big, it's like brick, brick building. Brick building? Yeah. It looks like a hospital. It's like right across from Waffle Hut. Yes. Waffle Hut. Never heard of that place. You've never been to the Waffle house. Hut? Waffle no, yeah. In the Waffle Hut? It's yeah. terrifying in there, but... Yeah. Their biscuits are fire. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it really is. Mind. It's not the same thing oh. as Waffle House. I don't know. I'm gonna take there was also that, a, I think what's that uh, show? it reminds me of Susan's. That's what mm, it, that's, it does. That's, that's yeah. the vibe. I don't know you about know, that. You, you both wish it was. Let me tell you, Susan's is Way is more up. white people than Susan's. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. Susan's is up here. Thank you. I By the way, shout out to Shout out to Susan. Shout out to Susan. Shout out to They're really nice. They're great. I've only been there once, but I love oh, it. Oh, they, they know as my first name. We don't talk about it. You're there every Sunday. Yeah. I never get an invite. You're <laughs> getting called out. Yeah. Um, um, so three meetings a month. Yeah, so we, so we do that one. That's at 6.30 p.m. Okay. every month. We're not having one on July 4th. Uh, we're going to do a pool party. Hey. This is the first time it's being announced. Um, okay. Shout out to Amanda Lakes my wife that needs to announce that formally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She man. missed um, it. She could have. She's working. Uh, and then we do a youth meetup mm-hmm. on the second Sunday. And youth meetups are amazing. Fire! They really are. Because you see the kids bonding and just sharing stories about school or music or mm. inappropriate jokes are always really funny. <laughs> um, and then as parents, you're like, oh, what you deal with this week, what they say. Mm. <laughs> and it's, it's, so it's almost a support group for the kids and the, the parents. parents. It's great. Yeah, and it, we, we started that because um, we got a grant from um, a local business um, that is not headquartered in Northwest Arkansas. Okay. Um, <laughs> that checks out. I'm just, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, they're not, um, just to be clear, uh, to fund that program. Um, and we just 
we the kids were struggling mm-hmm. before the pandemic and then with the pandemic like the lack of connection and then just n- not making they couldn't find a community for themselves yeah. and i think a lot of people um they spent a lot of time at home and with themselves during the pandemic yeah and a lot of folks came out mm. um you know, maybe they had conversations with their family that they never intended to have yeah. because it was private and you know they had all that time together to talk um and so we do that one uh, the second Sunday of every month. And then we have uh, a trans peer support group that is uh, run and organized by some of the trans board members we have, transgender folks. And that is for trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming, anybody that identifies under the trans umbrella or is questioning if they're trans or not. Um, and that is run by trans folks, for trans nice. folks, peer to peer. Uh, those of us who are not trans don't see the emails. Like, I mean, they go to yeah. the same box, but we don't look at them, we don't open them, we don't see who signs up and registers. Um, and then parallel with that group, there's a Discord server that um, the trans folks manage so they can continue to build. Some folks aren't out, and so they don't want to join a Facebook group and have the wrong name right. show, right, that they want to go by or that they um, are using because they're not out to other folks in the community. And so yeah. that's a space they can have that com- those conversations. Um, and so shout out to Riley and Tamika yes and petra for for owning that managing that and where Um, can people find y'all on social media so all of our social media it's really complicated (laughs) at p flag p f l a g n w a okay not the rap group (laughs) but you guys are just so weird yeah i'm working on oh i know anytime i I tell anyone (laughs) oh i'm from i'm from nwa northwest they're like what am i really So, um, y'all heard that you can reach out to PFLAG underscore NWA? No. Just no, NWA? Just NWA. It's confusing NWA. already. Fancy. And then our, <laughs> so our website is pflagnwa.com. And they have uh, Instagram, where we have Instagram, Facebook, followers, tweets. You have we TikTok do, yet? We tweet. I didn't know we. Troy, Troy tweets for us. Oh, okay. Do you have I didn't TikTok? Know yeah. No, no. Okay. None of us are coordinated enough to TikTok. We have a we have a, uh, a teenager that runs our Instagram. They're doing a great job. Great job. Thank you, Bird. Shout out to Bird. They're yeah. awesome. We need to get them on uh, on TikTok because that's where the youngums are. That's where the youth. I can't do it, man. The, I can't the, do it. Yes, you can. My chiropractor says I can't. <laughs> if I go on TikTok, I just scroll, scroll for like hours and then I get lost. Oh, that's like, If I go on Twitter, I just get mm, mad. Yeah. I just don't go on those ones. Instagram is a place to be. Yep. Well, thank you all for your time, for being here. And I think it's important for our listeners because most of our listeners are 17-year-olds to 35-year-old Latinx people. So I think these kind of conversations yes. are... Our, our demographics are really weird. It's like 17 to 35 Latinx people. And then it's like... 50 and 60 year old white people are, are our biggest <laughs> that seems it's, a weird, it's a weird demographic that tracks, that tracks. but I think it's important to to for them to listen to uh, resources in our community that are yes. available specifically for, for, for folks in the LGBTQ community that uh, need to be aware that there is a community for them in the area because sometimes it, it, it seems like they're, like this wouldn't happen but there are folks as you all know that don't know of a community have never heard of a community because i feel like a lot of us are lucky because we've been in the community so Mm -hmm. we find our way around these people right but a lot of folks aren't and it's tough for them to 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 find something so i'm glad that we're able to put this conversation out there and tell them that there are resources i do recommend that if you let's say are a member of latinx community and also the lg2bq plus community and your parents are having a hard time send them to p flag Mm. Now you gotta say that in Spanish. C 
si tú eres miembro de la comunidad latina y también eres miembro de la comunidad, eh, no lo puedo decir aquí. LGBTQ. Y tus papás están teniendo un, un poco de, de dificultad entendiéndote o en general. Mándalos, mándalos a PFLA, que hablen conmigo, con una de las chicas de aquí, o los chicos, o la gente ex, uh, los amigos ex. <risa> um, pero mándalos, porque tenemos recursos, tenemos demasiados libros, uh, pláticas, lo que sea, te podemos ayudar. ¿Y la información para los papás tiene en español? Sí, hay libros en español y en más? inglés. ¿Qué más? ¿Qué más? ¿Qué más? ¿Qué más? Sí. Uh, I'd also like to say that PFLAG National, which is like kind of our parent organization, even though we're a standalone chapter inside of there, um, over the last year, they've set up what they call PFLAG Connects Communities, which are Zoom meetings. Um, and so they have uh, Hispanic Latinx ones yeah. in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, they pay the facilitators to do them. Um, so they got a grant um, from a Northwest Arkansas based business. <clears throat> Um, I won't say which one. You Ooh, can Google not. it. Are they, you can Google it. are they based in NWA? Just kidding. They are. <laughs> um, and and so the, the, the specifically the Latinx Hispanic yeah. um, one is run by folks from the El Paso chapter um, of people. Okay. And so it's only available, it's only um, open to people who are Hispanic and Latinx. So it's not open for yeah. other people to come and learn about mm. your community or about no. the community of the people no. that are, that are they, it's We there. So things. have a transparent yeah. space and, and it's in Spanish. Yeah. Um, it might be in Spanish and English, but it's, I think it's I think majority it's in Spanish. In Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, they also have a community for Black and African American people, and nice. then for um, Asian American and Pacific Islander folks. Nice. Um, so they've stood those up, and those are all Zoom meetings. So people from yeah. all over you can just do the world can, can join um, at any time. Um, and that's pflag.org is the pflag national website. Um, but yeah, we have all the books. Yeah, we have a lot of books, and so we've mailed. We're happy to mail books if you want your mom or your dad or your uncle or your grandparent mm. like here we'll mail them a book i've mailed books to mexico i've mailed mm. books to guatemala um for folks for kids that we met at the university of arkansas who mm. were like hey you know my cousins trans or my cousins gay and mm -hmm. my uncle's having a hard time can you send them something mm -hmm. and we'll, we're happy to do that um that's amazing well there yeah. you go the resources are available yes. there's no excuses Folks are Let's out here trying to help you. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it more. Yes. Like it's like a natural thing. Break the yeah. stigma. You know, it's just, you know, just, I look forward to a day where like coming out is not like, you know, it's, like it's just deal. like we don't ask, like nobody asks you, are you straight? Like mm. that's not something that you ask. So like, I love it because like they enjoy it and that's their time to shine. But I feel that like as a community, as like all of us, it shouldn't be a, she came out it's just like no have like, you ever had a parent ask you if you're part of the lgbtq community your own parents? yes my, my parents. dad asked me when i was younger yeah if i was gay yeah and i was i wasn't obviously right but like i, I like to think that if i if i had come out and said i am mm -hmm. then my dad would have been yeah. a loving person and would yeah. have accepted me because i feel that if parents that are welcoming and are loving in that way they take the initiative sometimes yeah right yeah I'm, maybe not in all in all aspects, but when when they do, I feel like it's coming from a good place. Yeah. Well, uh, some some of the times, yeah, some of the times. I got asked. I started getting asked more when I uh, cut my hair. 
Mm. And then I hang out with Myra and we hold hands. So I, many times I've been asked if, you know, Myra and I are together. We are partners. We're yeah. partners. We're partners in crime. We're partners in crime. <laughs> and, you know, and I feel like that that's, that's yeah. something beautiful. That's yeah. something beautiful. But it shouldn't also be like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, did you see them? They were holding hands. To going down crystal bridges singing songs because that's what we do <laughs> i was asked in high school by my mom because mm. i didn't date anyone um i mean <laughs> that's what my dad asked yeah. me too <laughs> well springdale high school was just not very diverse so I, I didn't i didn't really fit in oh. with anyone yeah i was 12 uh, no, no i was in high school and then i had like a best friend i tend to have yeah. girlfriend best friends and they were like are you gay like no your mom asked you yes mm. no why well because you don't date well because men are trash um because those people are not very attractive uh, my dad asked um, me if if i liked women oh oh he didn't ask you if you were into men no he's like do you like women and i was like yeah why but even, <laughs> but even that you how that was like easier for him because like there's still that taboo mm-hmm. even though he was yeah. trying to be forward thinking but that w- that's still like it's because like when my dad was young he changed right when yeah. i was younger in california he was like you don't uh, there was things associated with gangs right you don't uh wear your shirt like super loose and stuff but he also said in. you don't wear earrings oh. if you wear earrings he said i'll rip them off your ear Ooh. Oh, yeah. He told me that. Yeah. And, but then when we moved to Arkansas and we just kind of, he grew, I grew, um, things changed. And that's mm-hmm. when he asked that question because I wasn't going out much. I was staying at home, you know, just my own. Not that there was much. Not that it was a deal, right? I'm 12. I'm 12. Didn't have a car. Didn't get a job. You should be thankful. Like, my yeah. kids We don't even have home. public transportation. <laughs> For Still. real. For Still. Real. 2022, <laughs> no public transportation. Yeah. So we'll just go with that. Well, once I again, my Katie, thank, thank you all for your time, and hopefully, people take these resources and follow up with you all. Uh, but thank you all for the work that you do. Thank, thank you. you. We appreciate Thanks for having it. us. Hey, and that's the end of episode 134 of the District Three Podcast. My name is Irvin. Maribel. See you all next week. Adios.